my internet says I have all the speed in the world, but this thing acts like I don't. So hopefully it looks okay. Uh, we're live. And uh, hey, everybody, this is Gary Horde, and this is, this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and we're coming to you fresh off a brand new episode four of United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live. And uh, it was an action-packed show. We got plenty to talk about. A lot of matches in this one. A lot of tag team matches. I know my boy Will's going to be happy about that. There was some tag action. And uh, anyway, I guess uh, where where are you guys at overall so far? Just start. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I should introduce you first. And then I'll introduce you. And you can tell me where you're at with the thumb, if you like that. We've done that a few times. Hey, it's Will. Daily is here. Hey, it's Will. Hey, what's up? Hey, Will. How, how are you feeling about it? Um mid to low mid to low this week yeah. and uh the doctor if there's ever an opinion we can trust is the docs and he is here doc where'd you land this week yeah i'm 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 middle i, I think i feel like uh, on a fourth episode the end of a bundle you really need to finish strong um especially when most of your viewership is probably coming from the nwa family um, and I feel like that the NWA is marginally represented tonight, you know, not to say there wasn't some other good talent, but, um, you know, I, I felt like there was a lot of randomness and a lot of it felt like an, it felt like an indie showcase and I really need to see more NWA. I think that's well, a fair West. It seems like well, it. Well, Rob, at least you've got the TV title there with you so we can see it tonight. I appreciate that. I'm glad you can see it because I'm I'm looking over on my other screen. It looks like I'm about five BPMs or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what my issue is, but uh, if you're wondering why the uh, why the TV title wasn't shown tonight, it's because it entrusted to the NWA podcast, and we're holding it uh, during uh, the pandemic. So uh, here it is. I wanted to make sure everyone could see it tonight, since you get to see it on prime time. It's strange because even even if he didn't have. The one time, I mean, he's he's Zicky's displayed his peak TV title. I don't know why he didn't at least bring that. I guess he just didn't. What was the deal? He just wasn't defending it, so he didn't feel like packing it up or something. I'm not really sure. That was kind of a weird moment, but uh, at least Rob Stinson's got it because Pope wants it, and I would love. I I will I will buy two more bundles if it leads to an eventual Pope versus Rob Stinson match. Oh yeah, yeah I want to see that. Hey, <laughs> this this junk escalated quickly. <laughs> hey, you're flashing that title around. I got to get on the Nick Aldis uh, freaking program to, sweat, to get swelled up. <laughs> Start body book, baby, right, right back there. You yeah, got all that. Uh, all right, well, right, man, I'm in shape, but uh, but I I got one of those. Uh, 170 pound swimmer bods, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna be a, I ain't ever gonna be no big dude like a Chris Dickinson or anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, get some props in the chat for my hat I'm wearing tonight. It's a Mission Pro Wrestling hat. I'm not the only one. Look at that guy. Our boy Will's got a Mission Pro Wrestling hat as well. Um, these actually, you know, we didn't get like special treatment except that our boy, the doctor here. Uh, traveled all the way to Buda, Texas and participated in uh, Hell Hath No Fury and, uh, well, not participated in, but 
<laughs> Much to his chagrin. Well, he kind of oh, did. I bent the knee. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> <bent> the knee. <laughs> well, my back. Well, back up. Now, now you see you trap me. That's entrapment. I did not bend the knee. My back went out precisely at the time that my queen. I mean, I mean, uh, Rachel Rose walked by. <laughs> my queen, <laughs> not my queen. Was <laughs> slipped there. Yeah. Either way. Rob, uh, Rob picked us up submission pro wrestling gear while he was uh, down in Texas. So, uh, so we are we are hooked up. So I, I feel pretty special about that. We're going to represent Mission Pro Wrestling as much as we can, especially since we're sponsored up now. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll jump into the show uh, this week. Coming to you live. Uh, Todd Kennelly, James Kincaid, and Blake Bulletproof Troop on commentary. And I'm just going to say right up top, I think you're all feeling it. I'm feeling it. Alyssa Marino, where are you? Darling. I shouldn't even say darling. That feels so sexist. But no, seriously, Alyssa Marino. Uh, it's no shade on any of these guys. I liked them. They were great. They did a good job. There's something about Alyssa Marino's um commentary i just like the way that she gives the background information and she's just like she just super impressed me and i missed her i missed her today and i hope she's back obviously we love our joe galley but uh, i almost could take him in bursts on on primetime live myself just because he's my power guy he's the voice of the nwa and so this feels a little different and uh but Alyssa marino became quickly her and todd kenley became my my voices of primetime live um, it, am, am I alone in that? No, not at all. I was uh, I was very disappointed when I heard that she was not on the commentary team tonight because, um, yeah, I just I, I really enjoy her context that she gives. She's very uh, informed about every match. It seems like, and that kind of gave me a level. And that that's not a knock on on the three guys that were in the booth tonight, but um, yeah, I just I really did just miss her insight and her. Uh, the way that um, she's just added so much to those first three episodes for me, it was definitely a, a void there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we had some good surprises this uh, this evening, so I want to get to those. But uh, we start out this episode with a match that had been advertised for a little while. Uh, Brian Idol, who I had never seen before, versus uh, Levi Shapiro with Howdy Price. Now, we did see Levi uh, take on Dan Joseph, I believe, previously for the TV title. That match ended kind of... <laughs> funky so it was a chance to get a get another look at levi shapiro if you felt like uh that match was it did in a an abrupt fashion you didn't get a really good chance and also it was on episode one so you definitely unless you went back and watched it you didn't get to see it very well because it was you know in three second bursts but uh I don't know. I, I, I like this match. It was a nice start. Not as high flying as they're, it feels like they had been doing for their openers, but this is a nice technical match. Brian Idol has a lot of energy. Uh, he just uh, kind of goes right after Shapiro. I thought I kept hearing a car horn during this match, and I don't know what, if like Howdy Price had something, and I kept asking in the Discord, and nobody ever confirmed for me. But uh, anyway, a, a pretty standard, like old school match here. Uh, Howdy finally gets a momentary distraction long enough for Shapiro to take a few shortcuts and get the upper hand. Uh, Idol makes his comeback, and he's working on it. He looks good, but uh, Howdy distracts the ref just long enough for him, uh, for Idol, or sorry, for Shapiro to load the glove, nail Idol in the face, and get the one, two, three, and that's it. What did you guys think about uh, Brian Idol, Levi Shapiro in this match? 
I thought it was decent. Um, I think uh, I, I did have, you know, a, a little bit of criticism for uh, Idle and it seemed like he was a little stiff and a little wonky at first, but I do think he found found a good rhythm. And he's he's got kind of that, like, ultimate warrior macho man type energy almost, you know, with the pump in the arms and, you know, that kind of aggression. Um, and the one thing we didn't mention uh, is the promos at the beginning. I thought those were great. Uh, the green screen promos. I thought the way those were delivered and chopped up and, um, and, and to set up the show, that was pretty exciting. And I thought those were well done and his was a really good one. And so I was pretty excited to see him um, in the ring. And I, I, I enjoyed the match overall. I like, I like the finish. I mean, it's a little bit screwy, but I like the classic, you know, heel manager distraction, load up the glove get the win, you know, through, through underhanded measures. And I think this was necessary for Levi Shapiro to kind of bounce back from that, um, from that week one loss to Dan Joseph for the title and kind of put him, him back in a, in a winning role. Um, So, you know, overall, I think it was good. And I think it's going to further storylines and um, it was a decent opener. Rob, uh, Uh, yeah, I like, again, the the commentators, I definitely missed uh, um, a, uh, Marino, um, but they did provide a lot of context. You know, we found out that Idol's a 10 year veteran, but most of his work's been on the East Coast. Um, he had been uh, on the West Coast before for the King of the Indies tournament. I kind of thought he uh, he didn't give me Ultimate Warrior vibes, he gave me Fabio vibes, <laughs> really. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Van Hammer, yeah, Van Hammer, something like that. Um, uh, Levi Shapiro, more with an old school style. Um, we, we recall Shapiro from the first episode of UWM Primetime Live in that TV championship title bid. Um, the the big takeaway from this is like, uh, howdy price, man. I was like, this choker kept reminding me of like Roscoe Pico train out there <laughs> yelling out at the, uh, from the, uh, from ringside, you can't win, you can't win. Uh, but I like that, and that conversation was happening in our Discord. Uh, I think Front Row, our, our buddy Front Row, actually brought that up. He's like, Is he Boss Hog? I was like, Is he yeah, Roscoe? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, Brian Idol, man, trained by Sabu, they pointed that out. Uh, so that's that's uh, at least worthy of respect and everything. And then, of course, you know, as you as you said, Gary, we had the uh, the, the, the cheap win there at the end with the loaded glove, classic tactic. Uh, for someone uh, that's trained in the old school. If you're going to take a shortcut in the old school, why not use the loaded glove? So totally Blanchard technique. Yeah. Yeah. We actually see, uh, uh, see it being used a little at AEW right now too, with Sean Spears. So uh, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, tactic. And uh, so I was okay with this match and uh, the outcome. It's getting pointed out in the chat. I guess it's worth mentioning if anybody's listening to us uh, for news. On this, Joe Galley and Alyssa Marino are going to be back, uh, apparently. So it's it's not like they're just gone. I want to be clear about that. Uh, people keep saying, yeah, they're on assignment. That was the excuse that was given for those two on this episode. Um, so uh, it was a good chance for Levi Shapiro to get his comeuppance for uh, his uh, seeming loss against Dan Joseph, I guess. guess he gets some of his heat back there. It's kind of interesting. Um, the reason I didn't mention, Will, the, the opening – uh, green screen promos is for some reason like I can leave the fight TV app and it counts down the minutes and right when it was supposed to start it went to screensaver so I thought it was just like loading and then I saw people talking about it 
And I was like, wait a minute, is it on right now? And so I went over and yeah, I just was on screensaver for some weird reason. So I missed all the opening promos. It was very classic, classic Gary. Yeah. Oh, that goof. Um, so uh, Pope's in the back and daddy, he is ready. Uh, he, he's coming for you, daddy, blah, blah, blah. I just say it, it's good promo from Pope. Pope always delivers on the mic. I'm a big fan of that. I, I noticed, I noted here that watching UWN primetime live, I don't know what this says about, uh, you know, I don't have any kids like you guys do. And also, um, you know, my personal life doesn't lend itself to this, but I have heard daddy more times watching this show <laughs> That I have had, I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> it's just just from UWN Primetime Live. And this show, this show will freaking nail it down. Like it just, it will hammer in the word daddy for you. But uh, Pope, Pope gets us warmed up with the daddies right here. Yeah. Well, I think there's some obvious uh, um, odes there to Dusty Rhodes. Uh, we saw that last week with Aaron Stevens in his promo, some, some blatant. Now, I want to say blatant. Blatant has negative connotations, but very um, impressive and, and appropriate uh, Dusty Rhodes overtures. And obviously, Dust, uh, the Pope's you know interview style, his uh, his uh, promo style is heavily influenced by the American Dream, and so that was like the American Dream. American Dream. I, I remember him for saying two things, man: "Doggone Daddy" and "Whirly Bird." <laughs> And then funky like a monkey, funky like a monkey. That was, those are the big three: Daddy, Whirly Bird, and funky like a monkey. So yeah, yeah. All right, Daddy. Well, that sounds good. Um, moving on, we'll go to the next matchup. It's uh, Viperus versus Lacey Ryan for the FSW Championship, Future Stars of Championship or Future Stars of Wrestling Championship. And uh, guys, I don't, I don't know what's happening in the world today. If my tastes have just changed, or if I feel like every week we come on here and I have to talk about how fantastic women's wrestling is like these. And these two ladies were no exception. Like I, 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 like Vipers walks out and I'm like, well, damn, she looks like a star. I like her. And then Lacey Ryan walks out with that swagger and badassness, And I was like, hell yes, that music, it got me amped up to watch this match. And they were getting it, son, just solid shots on each other. Very aggressive. Uh, with each other uh Piper's had some like hard freaking kicks in there and uh I loved I loved every time she snuck the sleeper on Lacey Ryan during this match just kept going for it kept after it and uh unfortunately at some point during this I lost picture for a minute and it came back and uh but uh right at the time when Viper's was going for another sleeper uh I, I only mentioned that because I do want to talk about the technical issues uh at some point but uh Anyway, long story short, Lacey and Vipers back and forth. Lacey does end up, it's like a striker versus a grappler. And uh, Lacey ends up throwing Vipers up with a twist and hits this knee exploder that looked vicious and gets the one, two, three. Um, and uh, Lacey Ryan, it's worth mentioning, is going to be in the tournament out of hell, uh, possibly. Uh, I know she's definitely going to be at Mission Pro Wrestling um, coming up in November, November 6th, right, Rob? Yes, November 6th. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. You watch it here tonight, and you might have another pick on your mind for, like, who could win that tournament. Like, she she looked fantastic. But uh, but but through Will first last time, I think. So, Rob, what would you think? 
Uh, I liked it, man. Um, I had Tanya in here. Tanya is a big fan of women's wrestling. You know, that's kind of one of her draws and attractions to it. She uh, she thinks that uh, well, I'm not even gonna say it, but she she really liked Viper's look, <laughs> which I did too. I thought it was cool. She's the uh, the serpent of evil. We see a lot of these dark overtones too in women's wrestling, whether it be genocide or Lacey Snow or or Priscilla Kelly. There's a lot of dark overtones in in women's wrestling, more so even than well, I guess not. Maybe it just seems more apparent because we have a smaller sample size when it comes to women's wrestling. But uh, um, I, I, everything you guys said was awesome. Uh, uh, Ryan won the match with a move called the Knee Exploder. It looked devastating. I mean, it hurt my face when I saw it. And uh, both of these women came out there. Probably the match of the night for me, uh, number one on the card. And I want to see uh, more of both of them, which is probably the highest compliment I can give. Yeah, match of the night for me as well. Um, <clears throat> you took the words out of my mouth. Even with the the issues, I missed I missed a couple minutes of this match probably, but I mean every every bit that I got to see was um, was really engaging. I, I was I was hooked, and uh, both these ladies are are impressive. Um, I I like Vipress. I like the darker uh, uh, you know gimmicks or uh, characters. So I thought that that was really well done. She was really authentic, convincing in, in that character. And, and I, I thought the, the match was great. I mean, the, the big takeaway, as we've mentioned, Rob, you mentioned it already, but man, that finisher was devastating. And I'm a huge fan of like devastating finishers. I, I want to believe that a finisher can legitimately finish someone off. And that was one that was just like, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Like, like you said, I was hurting after that. So uh, very convincing. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see more from, from both of these ladies. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I liked about uh, Lacey Ryan and this one is that she just comes out with this uh, straightforward approach, which, you know, sometimes some could argue would be like a boring thing, but, but considering what Rob just pointed out is that we get to see these darker aspects, like uh, women's wrestlers have, we've seen no lack of, colorful characters like in the women's wrestling uh department so uh it is it's kind of cool to also see like this straightforward like i'm just coming out here to beat you like uh i would you know maybe you'd relate it to like a jazz or something like that like just a tough a tough lady coming out here to just punch somebody to death like she she just like she just had these hard hitting strikes and especially that knee exploder that was just amazing but uh i i'm interested to see both of these women wrestle again so and that's that's been the consistent story with the women's wrestling that we've seen on primetime live so far like literally every single match from the women i i've consistently thought was like at, at the top if not the best matches of the night um, next up, we had four minutes of heat, which is the rock god Ricky Gibson and freak nasty Eddie Pearl taking on Beef Candy, which is Ricky Mandel and Richie Slade with uh, Flex McCallion. Uh, this is odd, I thought, because since his wife calls him two minutes of heat, and I just thought that was interesting, and I didn't know. And there are two of these guys, so I guess it makes sense, but uh, just interesting fact for you out there. <laughs> and, uh, you've been waiting, you've been waiting to say that. It was I immediately. <laughs> Go ahead. Gary wrote uh, that on his notes. Gary wrote that on his notes immediately. Could not wait 
to deliver that joke. Uh, so you're well, well done, Gary. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, as soon as I saw four minutes of heat, I was like, I feel like Tanya has said something along these lines. You ought to see our personal chat, man. We just roast the heck out of Gary, man. <laughs> Nonstop. Um, anyway, the uh, see, that's a, that's a compliment, by the way. Tanya calling me two minutes of heat, man. If she's calling me, if she calling me 50 minutes of heat, that means she's awake for that means she ain't been knocked out yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure where this is going, but uh yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta roll through this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the tape on that one. Um the <laughs> the uh anyway, what I was gonna say about this one is this is a pretty straightforward tag team match too, like kind of a classic style. Uh four minutes of heat has the uh you know, kind of had that Rock and Roll Express almost vibe for them. They, they've got the classic double leg scissors or like some that backstabbing move they did. Just some good double team work. I loved it. Beef Candy, uh, more than just a fun name themselves. Uh, they just had that uh, grinding teamwork. Like they were just trying to wear these guys down and slow them down. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Uh, the Four Minutes of Heat hits the power ballad at the end of the match was a really fun move. And uh, perhaps with the spirit of Eddie Van Halen, RIP guiding them, the rock God and freak nasty, get the win over beef candy uh, this week. Will, how'd you feel about this tag match? Uh, well, first of all, I think Gary's wife calls him beef candy. So that's applicable as well. Um, but, that, but it was a good, uh, it, it, it was a good tag match. I, I wasn't blown away. I mean, I, so you guys know I love tag team wrestling, but it also means I'm highly critical of tag team wrestling. And yeah, there was some good, um, some good teamwork and some some good, you know, in ring storytelling going on with the teams and stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't super blown away by either team, and um, you know, I, I thought it was a decent match. I mean, where it was on the card after that. Uh, the women's match uh, just felt like a little bit of a decline in, in, I don't want to say quality because, because uh, those four guys are all high quality wrestlers, but um, yeah, it was just, it was kind of a lull for me. And um, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they throw the pieces of, I guess, I guess those were pieces of beef candy into the ring uh, to kind of further the gimmick along. I'm starting to get annoyed with all these like maneuvers that like match with a gimmick as though like you're matching your outfit, you know, they like the power ballad and stuff. I'm like, dude, why don't you just call it a freaking pile driver or whatever? I mean, why do you have to like put your own little, why are we matching outfits here? You know what I'm saying? This is pri this is prize fighting. You don't see Muhammad Ali, you know, going in there or Mike Tyson, like having a special name for the uppercut, you know, or, or anything. It's just like, it's so a we did see, we did see the doomsday device. And that like, I think cool. that was cool. The doomsday device was cool, but you well, know, my point being is that that was a finisher for a team that had a name that would lend itself to having a move called the doomsday device. Right. And they were a team that freaking earned the right to do that. You don't just get to uh, day and decide, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this rock gimmick and now everything's going to be rock related. You know, I got you, you. Just get to change the names of maneuvers. The road warriors can call, Freaking out! They can call. They can call the Queensland device, the Kingsland device, whatever. Those are road warriors. They can call whatever they want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I hear you. 
I hear you. I'm with you, man. I feel like I feel like we're getting off on the wrong foot, Rob. I just uh, I feel like it's getting antagonistic, and I and I don't mean it to be that way. I think I think two minutes in heaven is better than one minute in heaven. So you should be proud. It's sixty minutes in heaven, bro. It's just two minutes when you're conscious. <laughs> you passed out the other fifty-eight, baby. <laughs> um. So next up, we get Platinum Max Caster coming out, and uh, he's taking on the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, the filthy father himself. And, uh, uh, you know, what I was thinking about Max when he walked out, I did enjoy the uh, segment. I had seen it on social media, but I'm glad they showed it here of him busting out that rhyme for uh, uh, that he had for Chris Dickinson. And uh, it's a cool gimmick, you know. It's a, I mean, obviously, it'll have comparisons to other people, but... Um, He's got his own flow and he's got his own look. I dig Max Caster. I was kind of into it. Although, like seeing him get out there and, and taunt his way around and stuff, I'm like, man, this is not supposed to be that guy. And uh, and I guess that's that's the part he's in right here. He's being obnoxious and uh, being a little overconfident. But um, just like when he finally gets one move and then he's like talking to the commentary team, it got on my nerves and maybe that's the idea again, but Chris Dickinson, you'll play with Chris Dickinson. Chris Dickinson's come out and stomped uh, a hole in every single person that he's come up against. And uh, today was no exception. Chris Dickinson does have quite a challenge. And I mean, and, and so I say all of that to say that Max Caster was very good. Like, I mean, he did have a lot going for him by the end of the match. I was sold. I was like, these two guys are good. And, and it was nice. Chris Dickinson hits the DVD. Uh, Death Valley driver uh, gets the one, two, three. And he does look towards the cameras and point to Billy Corgan and uh, Marquez and says, like, now we're getting somewhere. It was that much better. So now we're doing something. And so uh, it was nice to see, like, he's he's even saying, like, the competition's amping up around here. Uh, but, Will, where were you on, uh, on this matchup? Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on the taunting thing. Um... And I think because it was such a, uh, a a stark change from, you know, Chris Dickinson being uh, just dominant and and the the baddest guy on the whole show, um, and, and I see I, I understand why creatively that was happening. They they were establishing, hey, this is kind of his first real test, right? You know, he's kind of plowed through everybody up until now, but Max Caster is going to be a challenge, um, and so I think that came across and um, you know, I like the match as a whole. I mean, I think Chris Dickinson has tons of potential to be a key player in UWN or NWA or wherever, you know, he's, he's going to be utilized more full time. But um, so I, yeah, I, I love him as a wrestler and um, I love his continuity. Like you said, of him continuing to call out uh, week after week. So he's kind of been the, and I think we mentioned this maybe Sunday night, but he's kind of been the the tie that binds all these shows together, you know, because we've had like a different smatterings of talent from different places. Um, but Chris Dickinson has been the the, the constant uh, that has been there every week. And he's consistently preaching the same message message of, is this all you got? I need a challenge. So I think that story is evolving and I, I enjoy, I enjoy that aspect of it. Um. I was, I have to admit, I was put off at first by the approach of Platinum Max Caster, the quote unquote best wrestler alive. I didn't like the entrance. I was like, this is obnoxious. But I was, I, I was pleased with the match, man. I was pleased with the match. Uh, he's a big dude, 
He's bigger than Chris Dickinson. Um, we were talking in our private chat, you know, during the match, I was saying, dude, Chris Dickinson is about to murder this dude. And it was not like that at all. It was a pretty even match. Chris Dickinson came out a little banged up and all that. But I got to say, man, so far, the, the, uh, as far as the non-NWA talent goes, the shining star for me in all this is Chris Dickinson. This is a guy that you feel almost feel like there is an inevitable collision coming between him and either Ray Rusis or the, the greatest of all. He wants the best. He wants what the best that Marquez and Billy Corgan have to offer. That's one man, and that's Nick Aldis. So uh, that's where you feel like this is eventually heading to. Yeah, I could see that. Or uh, I, for some reason, Eli Drake keeps popping up in my brain too. Like that, that I could see that match happening. Uh, maybe it's just from the fact that they were like right around at the same time debuting on that that first uh, week or whatever, um, or no, second week, I guess. So never mind. I just I, for some reason they're like side by side in my brain, and I can't figure out why. But Eli Drake and Chris Dickinson. But uh, you're yeah. right, man. Um, it uh, I I could I could definitely see like if he's gonna keep stepping up, and eventually somebody's gonna answer the call like a Nick Aldis, and and then then he's gonna get a real fight. Um, the uh, next matchup, uh, the Bodega King Fat Boy Papa Esco and Danny Limelight versus the Wolf Zaddies Jay Cabrera and Bad Dude Tito. Uh, interesting, we're not getting a rematch. I expected to see a rematch for the Wolf Zaddies last fight. And, uh, you know, because that tribe. match just went, yeah, with the, with the tribe, they went to a time limit. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why we're not getting that yet. But it's cool because I do like the Bodega. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of Danny Limelight, what we've seen of him so far. And, uh, I mean, that guy's got great athleticism. The poor guy, being the smaller one here, he uh, had to take a beating. And uh, he now he could give it as much as he could take it. He had some great offensive work here, but he, you know, it, it was a hell of a battle. But he he got tossed around like a rag doll several times, uh, including at the finisher when he did an awesome like look like he was going for a fly body press off the top rope, but he gets caught, gets the uh, finisher known as wait for it, Rob, the satisfaction, mm. and uh, <laughs> and dang, well there it is, the Wolves that he's uh, take the victory here. Uh, back, in the day, I guess. <laughs> back in the day, we called that the Scandinavian two-toe Gredunza, okay? No, you don't. The Gredunza was good enough for George Hackenschmidt. It's good enough for the Zaddies. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Now I know at least what a Gredunza is, so I feel good about that. <laughs> Will, you're our tag team boy. What do you think here? Great match. Uh, I liked it. Um, like you, I'm a huge fan of, of – Daniel Limelight, a uh, huge fan of the Wolf Saddies. Uh, I loved their match with the Tribe, even though it went to a time limit draw and didn't have a finish. Uh, like you, I was kind of expecting to see a, a replay of, of that um, matchup. But, you know, again, these are pay-per-views, and, and I don't think they want to feed us the same matches over and over. So they're trying to keep it uh, – different kind of keep some of the same people in there but not having the the same matches over and over so maybe we'll see an eventual payoff of of that week one match or maybe it was just to kind of establish both of those teams as equally as tough as each other and they're going to be used down the line uh separately but um yeah i thought i thought it was a great match just you know continue to be impressed with uh with all those guys and would love to see more of them. I mean, Wolf Zaddies, I think them getting the win was um, was right. 
and I think it was convincing and um, yeah, solid tag team match. Um, trying to look at my notes here. Uh, I, I, I've jotted down my notes so that they gave me the bodega gave me uh, uh, inner circle vibes. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the match. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite match on the card. I'm not going to lie. Um, there were things that were off putting to me, like the, the names of the maneuvers and things like that. They're just distractions. They're not, they don't have anything to do with the integral working of the match and all that. I'm not as huge a tag team fan as, uh, as, uh, my, my brother and life partner will is, but, uh, you know, it wasn't terrible. What I do, I do enjoy. I mean, part of what I love about this show, though, is coming on each time and just finding out what's the thing that's in in the docs crawl this week. You know, <laughs> like it's just and today you can never predict it. You can you never can't. predict what it's going to be. So like, tonight it is uh, what I didn't like. Move here, names. What really bugged me today, man, is I hate when people wear Earth Tone ring attire. Do not wear <laughs> Earth Tones. This is twenty twenty. You got all these electrifying colors out there. You got. I, tell you, I don't know. The Road Warriors didn't wear Earth tones. <laughs> I tell you, I don't. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but in the back, from the hard camera on the back right, the middle turnbuckle was twenty degrees turned towards the south, and that is not how you do it in wrestling. That's probably something Rob would say. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. <laughs> they never did that back during the golden age of wrestling, man. Gorgeous George didn't do that. Very clearly, those tag ropes were exactly five and a half inches and typically historically uh they they tended to be about seven to eight inches so just <laughs> here the thing though see see you, you, i'm gonna you, i'm writing marquez cut up and then when i make my point you're like huh he got a point no, i feel you that's why he you're the doc up. man yeah. We, we, yeah that's why we hired you uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Finally> hired? <laughs> oh man we're, we're uh, gonna hire you now that you sent us uh goodie goodie bags with these cool hats and other stuff so you're 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 in lots of love in the chat for danny live though and uh, apparently he's in the finals for the new japan pro wrestling lions break crowd this friday uh so thanks uh dave scooby for that tidbit of information i didn't know about that but that's uh that's kind of interesting uh, so then let's go right into the main event. I mean, this is what we're, we're here for as NWA fans. Uh, not to knock anything else. I'm excited to, to check out all kinds of new wrestling. And, and, and some of these folks have just super impressed me. And I'm happy to learn and be educated on who's out there on the independent scene. Um, I, I had to clarify my statement. Sorry. But uh, Pope and Watts teaming up to take on Zicky Dice. And his mystery partner, which turns out to be, some people know him as Daddy. Zicky knows him as, well, Daddy. It's Effie. And uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with Effie, but I, I feel as though Effie's a pretty prominent name on the independent scene. I've seen him um, all over the place. I, I, you know, I haven't followed his career as closely as Sub, like as far as his actual matches. I've just seen clips here and there. Um, so I was interested to see uh, what he brought to the table. Uh, I should point out Zicky cut a promo right before all of this as well. Um, and then brought out Effie, but uh, I don't know. At the same time, the face, my favorite part of perhaps the whole show was the cut from them walking to the ring. And then it cuts to Watts and Pope leaned into the corner and the looks on their faces, like as they were sitting there, just like, uh, like if, if you could put a face to WTF, it was, it was that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just like, and uh, so they were they were nonplussed about their their situation. It looked like, and so uh, anyway, a uh, lot of goofiness in this one, uh, as you'd probably expect with Zicky, I guess. And then Effie and he are definitely in the roles of Weasley, uh, definitely leaning into the heel side of things here. Uh, you, you start off the match with Zicky wants Pope. Uh, so he's like playing around with Watts. Then Watts has to tag in Pope, but then Zicky tags out and he tags in Effie. And then Effie doesn't want Pope. Effie wants Watts. And uh, it's just a, a whole bunch of that. And then, of course, we start with the first big move I see from Effie on a, on a live pay-per-view. First time seeing him there. Pitches some nips. So uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> didn't see that coming. But uh Anyway, um, I, you know, I don't know what really what to say about this. So it was a pretty straightforward match. I mean, just these guys like weaseling around. They finally get some heat on them uh, going after Watts. And then uh, Watts is the big dog, it's, you know, too strong to handle. So they finally like try to get Pope in the ring. And uh, Zicky turns on the aggressiveness, finally looks like he's taken a little bit more seriously. And, uh, you know, it's just a little back and forth like that. And, uh th- we mentioned it earlier, but there's an amazing doomsday device in the middle of this thing because, A, it's one thing for, like, the LOD uh, Road Warriors to hit you with the doomsday device, but to get hit with it off of Watts, that seems like a dangerous, dangerous place. And Effie took it like a champ because he did the full flip around and that head barely gets back around. And uh, anyway, obviously there, there was confusion about who the legal man was. Uh, so Pope's going for the pin, not good enough. This gives them a chance to capitalize on Watts' leg. Uh, and uh, long story short, we wrap it up with uh, Pope getting a hot tag. He's going crazy with elbows, looking great. Pope's, you know, I was wondering about him in power because we never got to see him fight yet in power. And I was like, is he even going to be an in-ring competitor? Like, what's his thing? He was doing more of a management deal there. But uh, turns out Elijah Burke can still go, son. He just... Uh, gets after it in this one and uh, hits that Elijah Express uh, for the win. And uh, Zicky afterwards comes over and just starts slapping him around in the face. Uh, And, uh, you know, that leads to a promo from Pope. Uh, But we'll get to that in a second. What would you guys think of the match overall? Uh, Rob, I can see the the look on your face. I'm just going to go ahead and throw to you. What do you think the look? What what are you anticipating right now, Gary? Not a fan. Uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I, for me, I, I was anticipating this match because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this primary like you, I want to, I want to be informed and I'm, I'm familiar with many of these, but I want to become more, um, uh, enculturated in the UWN, um, territories and that kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of talent there. I was really looking forward to seeing this. Uh, I like the Pope. I like Eric Watts. He's a big dude. I just, Man, it's like I was really distracted by a lot of things in here that I didn't think were necessary, and uh, I don't want to get into all that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was into some feelings you weren't ready to deal with. I got it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, it, it wasn't a terrible match. It wasn't terrible. Uh, this was the the match that I was most looking forward to. I really, if I had to rate my best matches, it would have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, Vipers and Lacey Ryan. Um, so this match kind of underperformed for me, although I thought that the the uh, evident face turn of the Pope at the end uh, was pretty cool. And I'm thinking, you know, 
seeing uh, seeing a series of matches or a, or, or a confrontation or a, a rivalry there between Zeke and the Pope. That's that's good stuff right there, man. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you said we're going to talk about the promo afterwards. So I'll just hold I hold it until then. Yeah, Will, how are you feeling about the match itself? Um, yeah, it, it, it was good. I um I didn't have a lot of expectations because it, it was just an interesting uh, matchup. Honestly, and you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, and this is no, this is no shade on on Effie. I, I'm not super familiar with him, um, but I was disappointed that it. This is gonna make me sound like a mark or something, but I was disappointed that it wasn't someone more well known. And 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 I'm not trying to like say that mainstream wrestling is the best and indie wrestling sucks, um, but I, I just there wasn't a lot of buy-in from me for that mystery reveal. Um, so that was a little bit of a letdown. You know, we had speculated some, some other names that I think would have been a little more impactful. Um, but I think, you know, I think Effie and Zicky did a great job of, of being that Weasley heel tag team. I like uh, targeting Watts leg. I mean, that's smart. I always think that's smart uh, wrestling. If there's a guy bigger than you, you know, zone in on a body part, try to, try to handicap him in, in some way like that. Um, so I appreciated that aspect of the match. Um, but, you know, it, it in terms of a main event and when you take into consideration the three main events that preceded this main event, um, I was disappointed that I didn't get to see the TV title at all. Um, and, you know, so it, it was underwhelming, I guess. Gotcha, bro. There you gotcha. go. There it is. Uh, so the promo we alluded to is uh, Pope Pope does pick up the mic. After the match, he talks about that. Um, you know, I, I swear to God, I heard this on a podcast this week. Like, I was like, my first thought was like, Post's been listening to the same stuff I have. And I, I want to say it was somewhere in like a JR podcast. He made a reference to this, a similar story to what Pope was saying. And it was essentially Pope talking about how there's a lack of respect from Zicky Dice. There's no handshakes from him when you see him in the back and that sort of thing. And it's just uh, uh, the the thing that I, I thought I had heard something similar to was him talking about how the thing in this business is, is you shake hands because you respect each other, because you have to respect each other, because you need each other. Both of you have to be there to make each other money. Like that's how you get by. That's how you, you survive is with each other, playing their part and uh anyway uh pope saying that zicky's basically just completely disrespecting him and especially by what he did there at the end of the match pope says uh essentially gloves are off here i'm tired of you and i'm gonna hit you where it hurts i'm coming for the tv title i'm gonna take it off of you um and uh so it sounds like we got a uh challenge issued and uh rob you alluded to this a little bit too but uh that maybe a series or whatever, but Pope is uh, now, I, I guess you would call it a face turn. He's at least, I think when you, when you build your program around the idea of earning respect, then, then you kind of lean into that a little bit, that that seems to be more of a face kind of promo and, and he wants to make Zicky respect him and he's going to do it by taking the TV title. So that's going to be an interesting feud, but uh, how, how do you, how'd you feel about the promo Rob? I thought it was fantastic, man. One of the highlights of the whole show. Um, he says, "Here, here's the the quotes that I drew out of there. There's a code that we have in this business. 
you spit on tradition. Tradition is the same thing you wear around that big fat waist of yours. I don't know when, I don't know where, but I'm going to take, I'm going to come and take from you what matters most. Pope is coming back for tradition. And uh, basically we talk a lot on our show about uh, faces and heels. It really wasn't a face turn. It was a prize fighting turn. He was coming back and saying, Hey man, you wear a trophy much like Trevor Murdoch and, and Aaron Stevens, where Trevor Murdoch felt like uh, uh, that Aaron Stevens had basically bastardized the, the national championship and turned it into a, uh, a, a prop. Uh, that's essentially what, what the Pope was saying. You know, you've turned, you've turned this into a, a prop. You've not, you're not respecting the title. You come out and say you're the 217th days champion, which I think is adorable and for a 217. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh um, you know, he, uh, you know, he came out and he basically said, look, I'm here, like me or not, whether you like antics or not, there's a certain code we have in it tonight, and I'm coming to take back that tradition from you since you can't handle it. That's essentially what he said. I thought it was a great promo. Well, yeah, promo, promo was great. I, I would argue, Rob, though. You, you you mentioned Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens. Would you not agree though that there's a clear heel and a face in in that feud? And so, I don't he, deny he, that there are heels and faces. I don't deny they that they exist. I think my okay. argument is that when when wrestling is at its best, when the when the the biggest titles are on the line, it's best when heels and faces aren't a factor. And that's generally, generally what the NWA does. They don't make it about heels and faces, but it, I'd be an idiot if I came up here and said that heels and faces don't exist. They do. Obviously yeah. we're speaking about them. So, um, but it's, it's best when they don't. Yeah. So my, my, my reaction to this is ultimately I'm excited um, because we, we now have another NWA title feud potential match coming up. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um uh, I'm a TV title guy. I love the TV title. And um, my issue with all this, I think, and, you know, you guys may totally disagree, think I'm off base, but I just, I, I didn't buy the hatred as much. Now in the promo, I did. So that's why I say the promo was great and the ultimate resu- result of this. But I guess because there was not a lot of like precursor to this, um, that it, it it just kind of developed out of nowhere. And I get, you know, Zicky attacked him after the match, but it wasn't really that vicious in my opinion. Um, and, you know, but again, everything Pope said made sense. So that's my only criticism is that I would have liked to have a little more to sink my teeth into in terms of authenticity for the hatred between these guys. Um, but I think Pope did a great job with what he was given, making it clear why he had an issue with Zicky. So ultimately, again, I think the feud is is legit and it's going to be great. Um, that would be my only my only criticism. I'm actually with you this. Uh, like I I I I kind of felt like it seemed rushed too. Like it was just like you said, kind of out of nowhere. So I could I could totally get behind that. Uh, Pope's promo was on point, uh, but like you said, he's he's working with what he's given. So I, I definitely hope that the two of them will capitalize on this and at least through like what we saw with Bennett and all this, like through social media and some other 
outlets. Maybe they could build on this before we actually get the match. So we get kind of a, or maybe at least even on future primetime live episodes, we get something from, from them to kind of, to build on it. Let me say too, that, that it's, it's not as though you have to build up to a, a TV title rivalry, because I think that the whole point of the TV title is that it's the belt that's always defended on the show. You're going to get a title match every show. That's what the TV title concept was when it was first when it first came out. Arn Anderson was defending that belt on every show, whatever the time limit was. So it's not you know if you look at Zeke, you know the matches that Ricky Starks held during his reign. You know he didn't get to the seven defenses, but to the extent that we used it, it wasn't like you know you had to precipitate some big rivalry. So a rivalry can emerge from it, but it's almost like I would rather have them tonight instead of having a tag match. And I want to see more of Eric Watts. I like Eric Watts. Uh, you know, I, I I would just have said, look, let's let's have the Pope and uh, and uh, Zeke Dice fight for the TV title. Why not? You know. Yeah, maybe they felt they had to build something up there. That is that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They they could have just said, hey, Zeke Dice hasn't defended the, t- the TV title in forever. I mean, they made all us defend the world title, so obviously the TV title's up for grabs. The national title's been there. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. A series of six matches. There are seven matches before you get to, before you invoke that uh, lucky seven rule, you know, a series of seven matches or something. You don't have to, you don't have to build up a rivalry. You don't have to precipitate something for the TV title. It's not like the world's title, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and and that's the thing. I do agree with you, but it seems like they tried to fabricate something quickly. Yeah, Yeah. That's as opposed yeah. as opposed to just saying, you know, maybe last week just having Pope cut a promo similar to what he cut tonight and, and yeah. just say, hey, I want that TV title, Zicky, me and you next week. You know, and right. it could have just been a one-on-one match. And I would have been a, probably more bought into that than I was with how it kind of transpired tonight. Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of he kind of made it personal and uh it was just kind of out of nowhere, like, wow, okay, this heat it up real <laughs> quick. Like it, it could have, yeah. Pope could have just been annoyed and been like, "I just need Zicky one on one," and that that would have been enough. Yeah. Um, so we got some advertisements for next week. Uh, speaking of TV titles, Dan Joseph's going to be back defending his TV title against uh, Dom Kubrick. I'm not super familiar with uh, Mr. Kubrick, but I have seen him in places. Uh, Fred Rosser, uh, who is former WWE Darren Young. Uh, and currently with New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, he'll be making his debut on Primetime Live, and uh, he'll be taking on the Master Lock, Chris Masters. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. That's, that sounds fun. Um, I mean, I was going to save it till the end, but let's just talk about, I mean, the real reason we're all here is Hammerstone returns <laughs> on Primetime Live next week, and he just sold a bundle uh, just immediately. Uh, so we don't even know what he's doing. And you know what? Don't care. Just show up. Just show up, Hammerstone. Just go out there and throw somebody somewhere. That's all I need. So, anyway, Hammerstone's back, defending the West Coast Pro title. Not that it matters against two, because they're not going to win. He's the beef castle. He is Hammerstone. Um, Then uh, there's something about a huge announcement, eight years in the making. No idea what that could be. Feel free to speculate. We'll throw to the uh, chat, too. They could uh, let us know if they've got any ideas. Uh, But also wanted to mention consistently women's matches we have said 
over and over again on this show have been some of the best matches, if not the best matches on primetime live. And I don't feel like next week's going to be any different because we saw her at mission pro wrestling. If you watched hell hath no fury, then you were already introduced to Elena black who uh, actually defeated the woman that Rob bent the knee to Rachel Rose Elena Black's making her primetime live debut, taking on the killer bay, Heather Monroe. So already sold right there. That match is going to be awesome. I already know it. Like, I don't, I just, you don't even have to tease it any more than that. Just say the names. I'm in Hammerstone, Heather Monroe, and Elena Black sold. And uh, now the interesting part of that is uh, actually no NWA names so far on that one. So that, that, that is the confusing part, uh, but I guess we'll wait and see. They've they've been good about releasing stuff over the span of the week, so I'm sure we'll see something else pop up here. So I'm not 100% what's supposed to be the main event there. I mean, besides Hammerstone, who's the main event whenever he shows up. But anyway, that's it for what happened on this week's show. We can throw the chat and talk about whatever you guys want. Will, Rob, if you have any points we miss and you want to bring up uh, for this last little bit, we could... Uh, shoot the breeze or just address the chat, whatever you guys want. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like, you know, not, not to belabor the point, but this podcast is called, this is the NWA. And, and, you know, it, we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the lack of, of NWA talent this week and announced for next week. So a little discouraged by that. I'm, I'm still here for it, but you know, maybe, maybe, it's time for the NWA fam to get loud and proud on Twitter or something and start tagging those guys and saying, Hey, we're buying these to, to at least see one or two NWA folks on, on the card. So let's try to make it happen. Um, Cause you know, and, and all the buzz about, about power coming back and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of excitement and positivity in the hashtag NWA fam right now. And, and I think, you know, having having more nwa presence on primetime live would would be great yeah and and again this is no shade on the uwn talent at all it's fantastic marquez has got something great going on there um but i guess if 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 we're really going to you know they they have told us that this is going to be you know focusing primarily on the nwa and uwn championships that's how it's built and if you're going to do that then there are several very notable feuds and, and, and points of interest going on in the UWN right now. I think of, you know, Roosters and Eric Watts and that, and, and, and all that, you know, play those stories out instead of, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to back them quick because I've been generally pleased with what I've seen. So don't take this the wrong way, but I would like to see more of a development of the UWN storylines rather than just, just a showcase of talent, you know, that you were just bringing in everybody and just getting them there 15 minutes of exposure. We there's time to do that over, you know, you do over time, but I want to see, I want to see the NWA further than I want to see UWN further than I want to see those interact a lot. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's an absolute must for me that I see a lot of NWA. That's an absolute must. If, if I don't, then it's a deal breaker for me. I'm just going to shoot straight with you. Yeah, James A. Shaxton Jr. in the chat said didn't all to say they wouldn't be on every show. Front row confirming he did. NWA would be peppered throughout the show. Uh, 
but Maureen hinted on social media today that Aldis may be returning sooner than later. So maybe next week. Um, and he also says Aldis also said NWA appearances wouldn't always be announced and be a surprise for folks. The only issue I take with that is that this show is presented as a UWN NWA co-production. So yes. they, I, it would be disingenuous to say you're not leaning into the NWA aspect of this, I would think. And I don't think anybody's trying to do that necessarily. Don't get me wrong. I just uh, mean, I, I don't think anybody's crazy for expecting NWA talent to be appearing on these shows um, because they, they certainly present it that way. And a lot of your buyers are buying that, are, are investing their money specifically for that. Uh, you know, we, we wanted, I'm excited to see UWN talent if the storylines are further, because I mean, I can go on YouTube for free and watch championship wrestling from Hollywood and, and get, and get that, you know, get that out and, and see that. And it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I want to see that. And I want to see my NWA. That's what I want to see. You know, that's what I'm paying for. Yeah. Will I see you over there nodding. You got to have thoughts about this. Well, yeah, I was the one that brought it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree again that, um, you know, especially being a pay-per-view and, and my thing is it, it, it was announced and it has been co-branded. I understand it is a UWN production and David Marquez is, is, you know, UWN and, uh, but it has been presented as a partnership and, you know, to to me, over the last couple of shows, at least, I feel like we've seen more representation from not even UWN, but but more representation from even other, you know, promotions that have had their talent make an appearance than we have the NWA. So I, I just, you know, I'm I'm ready to see some NWA stuff, some some continuing storylines, and uh, you know, I get that we've got the the TV title feud that came out of tonight, but you know, aside from aside from that, there just wasn't a lot of representation. You, you got to think, you know, I'd love to see Camille again. Uh, we haven't seen Latimer yet. Um, we saw I mean, Eli Joseph, once. Josephus, yeah. question mark. I mean, I've got to see Josephus. Josephus is a critical part of this to me, you know. And yeah. so, you know, Tim Storm. Yep. Marty Bell. Ashley Box. Yep. You know, we can go on and on. I mean, there, there's a lot out there's there. There's plenty of, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and even if they aren't specifically, like, locked in talent, I mean, just people were used to, like, the fans are used to from NWA Power, that sort of thing. Um, uh, James Lawrence throwing in there, I specifically spent money to see NWA talent. Yeah, um, and I think that's the case for for a lot of, 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 especially the NWA fan, but for a lot of even people that, maybe more casual NWA fans that were, were buying it out of interest. And, you know, I think, I think it would be advantageous for all parties um, to really include some more NWA specific talent yeah. storylines, things like that. Yeah. I see the and in front rows getting, getting local talent and them, and them saying it's true, but guess who's local? Mae Valentine, who we didn't see tonight, Eli Drake's local. You know, you got a lot of local talent that's NWA that's living out there on the West Coast right now that can easily, you know, be showcased. And uh, and again, this isn't. I'm a I'm a fan of UWN. I'm 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 buying into UWN, but I have to be. So, I, I want to see the U. 
when someone mentioned that this is a pay-per-view. Yeah, pay-per-views are where the stories come to a climax. You know, this is where the shows come to a head. And and since we're doing this weekly, that means the show, the story has to be moved along. A lot of what we're purchasing here is narrative. You know, it's 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 mythology. It's the Greek story. And we've got to see that. And not that we've not seen some of that to some extent, but we've seen a, a, a showcase, uh, you know, a, a, a menagerie. I love that word. A menagerie of... Uh, of talent company, which is great. That's great. But I would personally, I would prefer to see less of the menagerie and more of your established UD, UWN story makers and develop some of that. And I've got to see NWA talent. I've got to. Yeah. And, and to be fair, Front Row's point when he mentioned the pay-per-view thing, he said he'd be fine if during the week our champ released a video to hype his return rather than an announcement tonight. Um, so I think what he's saying is like, it's there's still time to build. Basically, it's still possible that they build on this uh, for next week. Maybe we have, there's a good chance we haven't even seen the whole card. So we don't know for sure. Um, but um, I, I think that's the point he's uh, trying to go with is in regards to the, the COVID thing and who's close by. I mean, that that's probably plays into a lot of things, but uh, as Rob mentioned, there's plenty of people that are local. And I mean, some of the folks we've seen, Aldous is not local. Murdoch's not local. Uh, Allison Kane is not local. An East Coast guy, the freaking four minute boys or whoever, they're from the Pacific Northwest. You know, they're very, very, very little local talent, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's obviously some there, but yeah, they're, they're, there's people still making the trip. They're they're still getting in there. Thunder, so, Rosa, Thunder Rosa is not local. She will fly anywhere in the world at any time. She will be there. Yeah, and so um, so it's interesting. Um, but uh, ultimately, Brian Rosa in the chat with us said uh, we always appreciate him being here. He says we need NWA power. Let's keep it 100. That's listen. This is never. I, I don't think anybody ex- thinks it was supposed to be. Hopefully, but. This is not a, a NWA power replacement. Um, and I don't mean that as a slight to UWN. I just mean this is a different show than NWA power. And, yeah, I still fully expect to someday have power back, and we've seen the teasing of that. And, yeah, uh, there, there's nothing that's going to satiate the fans like just having power come back, Will. They just want their their weekly NWA power to see their favorite NWA stars on there. Um, yeah, oh, shoot. My oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to <laughs> oh, man, you get, giving us more viewers. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> James Laura said, I'm still going to spend my money on UWM primetime, but if the NWA talent goes thin, I'll stop buying. Um, James A. Shackson uh, also wants more NWA talent on the UWM pay per view. So I think it's a, uh, I think it's fair. I mean, if they polled everybody, people are going to want. DNWA and again no slide on the UWN and I love I've I've loved a lot of the talent I've been introduced to on this uh, show so uh, there's plenty of people I want to see come back Um, and uh, like and I'm I'm like Watts I'm a fan of Watts I don't mind seeing Watts uh, whenever he wants to show up this uh, Chris Dickinson uh, who Rob is mentioned is is clearly the breakout star of this whole thing um yeah 100 percent. like uh they they saw something in him that's why he's showing up every week and it makes sense the guy's good and and i want to see more of him so it's not just nwa it's just i gotta give us some like a little bit just 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 the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. 
Why are you shaking your head, Will? Because I know where you're going with it. I I changed it last minute. Do you see that? You did. I, with the, still, I added the iceberg. You knew what you were doing. It's just the tip, tippity tip. Um, anyway, <laughs> the uh, Rob's like what? <laughs> I'm just saddened that you haven't seen my uh, my handle yet down there. At Hammerstein, <laughs> I thought, I thought, uh, I thought Gary changed that. No, no, that would be. I wish I'd have thought of that. That's pretty great, though. Uh, so props to you, Rob. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you. Oh man, I don't. Man, that's crazy. Good job, guys. Good job, everybody. We're here for you. Wow. <laughs> uh, what else has the chat got for us before we wrap this thing up? We want to uh, know what's uh Well, we got to acknowledge the passing of a, of a rock and roll legend. Eddie Van Halen passed away today. Uh, we're all three huge fans of rock and roll. I think many of us love rock and roll and baseball. You know, my Braves uh, won game one of the NLDS today, but um, – any of the reasons that I love baseball and wrestling are the same reasons that I like rock and roll. They're rooted in ghost stories. They're, they're, they're part of the American fabric. Uh, and Eddie Van Halen was one of the greats. He, um, you know, there will never be another, probably most people would say he was one of the, the um, maybe the greatest, certainly one of the three or four or five greatest, uh, you know, guitarists of all time. And uh, we lost him today. So just want to, uh, you know, Bring acknowledge acknowledgement to that, and uh, just you know, he'll he'll be missed. Yeah, I told I told this story on Twitter, but um, you know, I, I'm a lifelong Van Halen fan, um, and you know, ha- have been a musician for my whole life, and partly because uh, when I was a kid, uh, my parents, when I was three years old, they bought me the record, the vinyl. Uh, actual record, not, I'm not using that as like a cool hipster term. It was an actual record um, of, of uh, 1984, the Van Halen album. So, you know, it started back before I can even remember uh, my love of electric guitars and loud drums and stuff like that. So Van Halen was a, a pivotal part of that. And man, my heart sank when, when I read that news today. And uh, so, yeah, we've, we we've lost a legend, man. Twenty twenty, it's a hell of a year. So it's been rough. Yeah, yeah. Especially- uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. Obviously, so so many in our in our network and in our, in our hashtag NWA family. So many people were so close to to him. You know, our president William Patrick Corgan, of course, had a relationship with him. Josephus Hudson uh, uh, was uh, you know venerated him. And uh, again, there's there's a close connection between various forms of performance art. You know, wrestling is a legitimate form of performance art up there with Broadway, with drama, with uh, whatever. You know, rock. Um, uh, that's why you got a guy like Chris Jericho who's out there as a Renaissance man doing all kinds of performance arts anytime he can because those kinds of you know impulses, the creative impulses that run through their veins are the same. And uh, Eddie Van Halen was very much uh, a part of, of the, of the wrestling community. He was a wrestling fan himself. And uh, obviously had a relationship with, 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 with our man, uh, Mr. Corgan. And so you can't 
underscore how how big a loss this is. Yeah. Um, uh, also worth mentioning, uh, just to get it out of the way, I'm going to throw up a tweet a little later. I meant to do it, just time got away from me today. But a, a member of the hashtag NWA fam, uh, uh, his name is uh, Jamel. Um, he uh, actually, this past week, um, his uh, son was killed in a uh, motor vehicle accident along with the mother of the child. And uh, he is uh, dealing with that issue. And uh, they've started a GoFundMe to be able to afford the memorial service and the uh, um, burial for the for the kid. And uh, we just want to make sure to mention that if you guys will just keep a lookout for the Twitter feed, I'll, I'll make sure to put it out there and even drop it in the Discord and everything. Uh, but if you, if you can out with that uh the guy's been uh a long time listener uh since back when i first started this thing and uh so it'd be really cool if uh the nwa fam can reach out and uh just anything we could do to to help the guy out uh i can't even imagine what that's like right now um so uh the the debate rages on um in, inside the uh the chat room um, of course, we've got uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling talent coming up here soon. Uh, but Proud Patriot USA here dropping in. If primetime lowers the appearance of NWA talent, that will be a show killer. Um, uh, and uh, and front row, go into the defense. We've seen an NWA champion on all four shows and three NWA title matches. Come on, folks. Um, so... Um, there is that from front row, um, James H. Jackson, uh, predicting we will get some NWA matches, uh, sprinkled in. Will, I see you had a response to front row here. Um, do you just want to address that here on the, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I, I agree with him. We've seen three NWA title matches, but only one of those was between two NWA talents. So they were, uh, and I've got nothing against, you know, interpromotional stuff. We talk about it all the time and, and how how cool that is. But I think when we're coming from the perspective of primarily NWA fans, it would do our hearts really well to see, like we did last week, Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch. That's a continuation of a story that was started on power. Those are two two talents that we're super familiar with as NWA fans. Um, and like, I mean, obviously, Thunder Rosa, Priscilla Kelly was hands down. I don't think any of us would argue this statement. That's been the best match so far of Primetime Live as a series. Um, so, again, that's n- not a knock on that match. As a pro wrestling match, we're just talking about strictly from, from the perspective of NWA fans. I want to see some more of these NWA stories happening um and and more of that kind of stuff and and to me you know that's what i'm here for um and I, i'll i'll watch all the rest of it and and i'll enjoy it as a wrestling fan but you know there's there's kind of two parts of me there's the wrestling fan in me but then there's the nwa fan in me and it's like if you're going to tease me a little bit you know i, I want i want i want more so um that's kind of where i'm coming from with that it's not it's again it's not it's not a knock on anything that's happening on there. It's just, I would love in terms of a partnership to see more NWA specific matches, things that can be paid off later on power, things that can be paid off on an NWA pay-per-view that further some kind of storyline. 
Yeah, um, I think that, you know, front row, just to give him uh, the benefit here, he did, did reply, that's farewell. But personally, I like seeing NWA title matches against outside talent on a non-power show, uh, which is a valid uh, opinion and uh, and and something that that is also appealing about it. I don't know that I would lean into I, I think I fall probably in the middle there. That I don't think I'd only want to see one or the other. Um, but having both as an option is is a cool thing i mean obviously if i if i get my druthers then um uh we'll be seeing uh a certain person take on nick aldis at some point and uh we'll uh something like that would be fantastic um anyway the uh well, well gary i mean th- just to and and not to strike a, a middle road here at all because i think i don't think that we're far apart and i don't think front row really is that far apart from us on this either i think that I guess my point is that it's not like the NWA, the continuity of the NWA has been suspended without power. Power is suspended. Power is is an environment. You know what I mean? It's a context. It's a, it's a, it's a venue. But the storylines can still be perpetuated. I think now that we have the opportunity with with Dave Marquez and UWN, then it's all it's full steam ahead. Let's drive on with Allison K and Thunder Rosa. Let's drive on with Nick Aldis and Mike Bennett. Let's drive on and let's develop this and not miss a step. And let's do the interpromotional stuff. We don't have to wait to do this until power comes back. We've got the opportunity now. Uh, power is is more than just the storylines. It involves that because that's where we that's where we saw them play out at. But until that comes back, which is going to be sooner than later, I can promise you that. But until that does, there's no need to kind of halt things. Let's now that we've got the opportunity to develop this and move the narrative further along. I'm with I'm with Will, man. Let's do it. You know, NWA is back. NWA needs to be back. Let NWA and UWN interact, but there needs to be coherent narrative involved. Sprinkle the talent in, but let it be a sprinkling. Other than that, I want to see the UWN narratives and I want to see the NWA narratives be driven forward. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm cool with them opening it up. I mean, I see the, the discussion about like New Japan and and those kind of things um, in here. I'm fine with all of that. I I still stand by that initially, though, when this show was pitched, I mean, it, it very much advertised the historic partnership between UWN, NWA, and Thunder Studios. It was like, this is a co-production. They very much, del- like, that. that was the emphasis that was there. So I, I don't think anybody is wrong to expect that NWA talent would appear on on right. the show. That you would expect to have some sort of, like Rob said, an NWA narrative going throughout primetime live. Um, it doesn't just have to be NWA. I don't think anybody's saying that. It's just like, if you just go without it, though, that feels a little strange when their name's on everything and they're also promoting everything just as much, it feels like. So... Um, interesting enough, and and I never wanted to feel like I'm t- tossing shade at UWN because um, I'm not. We love those guys, so uh, it's just we want it to be successful. But we're also this is the NWA podcast, so there's also that part. Yeah. Um, and possibly final question of the night. I wonder what's in beef candy from what? Oh, uh, beef. Hmm. Not just a clever name. So you heard it here. <laughs> Candied beef. 
Well, folks, unless there's any other pressing issues, I guess we're going to wrap it up for the night. I know a lot of us have uh, places to be tomorrow, uh, but nonetheless, an exciting edition of UWN Primetime Live. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Will, where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah, at Hey, It's Will, or you can connect with me uh, everywhere through heyitswill.com if you want to check that out. Also, uh, nwafam.com uh, and go to our online store. Check that out. I saw Front Row got his uh, NWA fam phone case today, which was super cool. He shared that on Twitter. Props to you, Front Row. And, Thank you. And we, we shared that out. Um, you can get yours uh, for any any iPhone or Samsung device. Those are available. And uh, just a, a smattering of T-shirts and uh face masks and cool things like that. So go check that out. Um, but yeah. Rob, where, where can people find your, your nonsense? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I think uber analytical and insightful commentary. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm at, this is Dr. Stinson on everything. Um, and I'm here every Tuesday and Sunday on the NWA pod. And, um, you know, Piper's Nuts will be starting back up here in another month and a half. Uh, we've got a great lineup. We've got some big names, including Tim Storm and Lindsey Snow is going to be on there. And we've got a bunch of other ones, a couple surprising names that we're going to hold off and, and, uh, and surprise you with. But uh, we got a lot of great, vibrant stuff going on. Um, you've got the NWA and then you've got your essential commentary and, and, uh, um, and, uh, analysis of the NWA, which comes from us and all of our, you know, our, our family members here. Most of you guys are in the chat, uh, but we make up the hashtag NWA fam. And that's, this is, this is where you find us at. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the nation show. They're uh, co-sponsors with us, uh, on mission pro wrestling, uh, right here on the hat. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about those and obviously having a lot of those folks, hopefully on the show here in the coming uh, month. Uh, the nation show has Larry Zabisco on this Saturday. Uh, so if nice. you want to check that out, give the old Larry chant. And, uh, but uh, I am at, this is Gary Horn. The show is at the NWA pod on everything. And uh, like I said, check the Twitter so I can post out that stuff here in a bit uh, for our, our member of the NWA fan that could really use some, uh, uh, and assist um if you if you can do anything i'm sure it would be greatly appreciated if nothing else thoughts and prayers and everything else you can send their way uh we love you guys thank you so much for listening until next time enjoy your great oh hey hit like and subscribe i forgot to say that i was gonna cut out make sure you hit like and subscribe on the youtube and, and, and all that so and use manscaped use manscaped yeah nwa pod gets you 20 percent off and free shipping uh you know well so. no, nothing like getting it all in at the last minute that is what she said okay so, I kinda until next week, enjoy your gravy cake